0: Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Grafted Life podcast. This is actually part 2 of the interview conversation with Monica Roma Green and with Debbie Swindall. Debbie is the founder of Grafted Life. She served as the executive director for the first 12 years. Monica Green was right with her at the very beginning, writing curriculum, Life with God, and other resources that we use to this day. We encourage you to listen to the conclusion of this conversation and consider if there's an opportunity for a partnership with your church, your ministry, and with Grafted Life. We would love to help you as you help others become one with Christ. Let's talk a little more about life with God and the the messy development process of that. The the the, the years that were poured into that, the blood, sweat, the tears. Um, just what was that journey like, uh, Deb, for you of writing Life with God?
1: Well, that you know I could write a book on that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I want to. <laughs> 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 but there is probably enough information for it. I mean, it was. Um, it's funny because when I was and when I made the decision to leave my position as executive director of grafted life, I had this experience with God and I was overwhelmed with the goodness of it and I think I felt that in a deeper more profound way than i I had in the journey mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. I think the journey itself was at times harrowing. Um, but looking back, such a gift, and there was so much goodness in it. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the hallmarks for me was I never doubted it was something we should do.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like
1: I never, in the six years it took us to write it, I never doubted it was something we should do. And so there was a there was just a confirmation in my spirit from God, like, no, this is a calling. You need to do this. And so there were times when we we lulled a little bit in the process, but but we never really thought about giving it up. We Mm -hmm. knew we had to finish it. Right. And so we found ways around and through that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the abiding kind of deep gut instinct i had about it and i would call that a spiritual instinct in this particular case yeah um but yeah it was i mean every semester was a new invitation to a lot of at times spiritual warfare at times just deep processing of the ideas in our own lives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um in the middle of it um monica got sick you want to talk about that Yeah. So we had
2: done the first two semesters and we were working on the next semester we were writing that ends up being semester four, okay. but it, right. But we were, we thought at the time it was going to be semester two. we We're just getting ready to start it. we were just, just getting ready to start writing. And um, I ended up with breast cancer. Mm. Not, mm. not like a little something breast cancer, like mm. surgery. Chemo, radiation—like this—is the next six-month journey of your life to keep you alive. Kind yeah. of, yeah. Breast cancer—the the, mm. you know—there's lots of different experiences now of breast cancer. Thank the Lord, but this was one of the more intense ones. And um, I, I I I I I had to figure out what I had the energy to do, and I was was and continue to be incredibly grateful to everybody at Grafted Life to say no. You know, you you're still with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have just said, "Uh-uh," but they they we they prayed me through that. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was one of the delays because I just didn't have the energy to give to my part in the writing process of of the Life of God series, and so I felt I was a I was hamstringing Deb up a bit because we're we're such a team when we wrote right. that. There was yeah. this back and forth. She has her specific areas and I have my specific areas, but it, neither one of us owned those. Right? We were back and forth and, and and pinging off of one another constantly they, so that they work together in synergy. Right. And without my I just couldn't do it. And so God bless every, Deb and Kurt and everybody at Grafted Life and mm-hmm. how they how they loved me and sustained me through that. And then it turned out that one hit, radiation hit when it was time for me to go to radiation. The parking was too expensive to go to the hospital every day. So I took transit. And that was where I started writing my part of the semester was on on the bus and on the train. And that to me was like life again. It was like, it was like breathing again. Do you remember
0: what the focus of that semester was as you were going through that? You were writing
2: desire and discernment, (laughs) desire and discernment. Yeah. On the life of David, Mm. King David. And it's it was rough, and you can feel it. it. You can feel it in the in the in the semester. I feel it when I when I go through that semester with people. I can I can I can feel the residue of of the experience and that the struggle that that was to get that particular semester done. Um, but that 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 almost waylaid us, but we kept. Nope, there's more to come. And I think the following semesters just were even stronger because of that.
0: Mm. And your to... and your health now is
2: oh thank you. Yes. Uh this December will be 10 years. Uh s- symptom free. Yeah.
0: All right. Yay.
2: So thank you so much for that. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about that. I, I have the same chances of getting breast cancer as anybody else now. <laughs>
0: Monica, you mentioned earlier you had a background in theater. Yes. How did that uh, come to play in your part of life with God? What, what, was, what was your part of life with God?
2: So Deb is the brilliant Bible teacher. Truly. I I know few others as skilled mm-hmm. and gifted mm-hmm. as Deb. Um, I, I'm not kidding. There's times she'll say, she, she would come to me with a passage and say, this is in there. And I'm like, how did she see that? It's in there. I can see that before, right? <laughs> yes. So Deb would take the passages and really find that core nugget in there, what it was, and and really expand on that and, and create these podcast teachings, and then we would work together on um, the experiential pieces. So this is where I think my theater background came in. Great, is that? <laughs> I am trained at visualizing experiences yes. for people. Mm-hmm. And so I could take uh, what kind of experience do we want this person to have? What kind of supports do they need? How do we stair-step, walk, gently invite a person into a place where they can have this, this experience with God and themselves and their group? And then also expand that to the group part, right? I I, I wrote all the group Okay. What, what does the leader need to know for mm-hmm. what this group experience is going to be so that's okay. theater helps me uh think in that way that's it's what a director does it's what an actor does right like you're 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 how how is it that I'm inviting a group of people into an experience okay and um just the experiences with god and with one another
0: wonderful what it's absolutely um uh obvious that somebody with a vision for what would this look like actually, if a group discussed this in this kind of a way, um, you know, it's, it's obvious somebody with that kind of a um, responsible, you know, heart for what it actually, how it's actually going to play out was, was behind it. So thank you. Well, for that.
2: Thank you. But that's the both of us, because like I said, none of these things are done
0: alone,
2: yeah. right? Like, I, I'm, I've got the, a very practical, like, I want to take the, the, the conceptual and make it a practical mm-hmm. kind of thing, but you know, Deb and I together were like, okay, so what is it that they're going to experience and what's the point of this and how do we, and, and what if a person spins off in this direction and how, like, there's so much that mm-hmm. Deb yes. and do yeah. together. Like, like it's, it's, it's crazy, uh, a writing team,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: It's really, I, I couldn't do it without her for sure. So don't think that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: All on me, because I would <laughs> hand her a thing and she'd go, oh, I'm like, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. A second set of eyes is a very good thing. Please.
2: I, or my favorite was like, this is all over the place. Like, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I uh, through line.
0: Debbie, how but, was this project but for you? It's all
2: part of the whole, by the way. Everything we planned is like, like it's cons- like Deb, the systematic thinker, right? It's not just an experience. The experience is tied into the teaching. The teaching is tied into the arc. The arc is yeah. tied into where it is in the semester. The semester is tied into the whole journey. Yeah. Like it's thought on that, those many levels from yeah. the minutia to the top. So that's why it takes two brains.
0: The process, uh, I, I can only imagine what it would have been like for for you guys to go through that process together. Um, six years of, of your your life working this out, but way more, uh, as it was being worked out in you, I'm sure everything <laughs> that you brought into this process as well, Debbie, you are a longtime Bible teacher. Um, even bef- well before this, how was this project different from other Bible studies that you were accustomed to writing or leading?
1: Um, well, it was post my graduate studies, which makes that alone just makes it different. Yeah. I think I had a whole relational context that I didn't have before I wrote Life with God. Um, I think that what, um, yeah, it, you know, the commitment to scripture that we had in Life with God um, in some ways is unique in spiritual formation. And I say that, it's that's not to say that there isn't scriptural basis for spiritual formation or that there people don't use scripture in spiritual formation but a lot of times um it's like teaching psychology you know there's a lot of ideas and there's a lot of ideas about how people work and and that's kind of true information too there's a lot of ideas there's a lot of spiritual disciplines to learn and why do they work and all of this but what we wanted to do with the church was really lead with a scriptural passage that illustrated that rather than lead just with the idea or concept yeah and that's where I mean, on, honestly, we were just wind aided, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and as in the wind of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I can't really take credit for that. Um, I think that God called us to lead with scripture and then he enabled us to lead with scripture. Absolutely. But to find it all in scripture was truly a delight. Wow. I mean, it was really enlivening, I think, for us. Yeah. In the process. And so. I think that, um, yeah, there was a lot of, of just life in that process for me. And then spending the really deep time in the stories, just marinating in the stories. Hmm. I think that and then knowing on the back end that it was those stories that were really changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's what's yeah. been the testimony of Life with my yeah. participants. Really two things, you know, it's like what scripture has shown them, how impacting that has been God speaking through his word and then their community experiences. I think those two things have been the most repeated testimonial of where people have seen significant change in their life. And I'm, I'm so happy because honestly, that just relieves the pressure from me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, I don't have to be all that in a bag of Like, and from, Because yeah. the scripture just does its thing. God's word alive and speaking through those stories. Yeah. Yes. And it's the same
2: with the life of God leaders. Like the life of God leaders don't have to feel like they have to make it happen. Right. Because of the, the structure and what all the prep ahead of time, when they come into the room, everybody's already primed to have this experience together. It's very different. And so that kind of, like, Deb's like, I don't have to worry about it. Like, in many ways, a life with God leader also doesn't have to worry about the important stuff. The important stuff is going to happen because God's going to make it happen.
0: That's really part of the training of the life with God leaders is, is uh, releasing them from feeling like they they're really the ones ultimately responsible for transformation that happens in people's lives you know it's this is the work of the spirit which is very similar to spiritual direction now we're coming back around to that again the um the the space that we have that we're holding with our directees is very much a space in which we ought to not have to bear the burden of what's happening in someone's life we are witnesses to that
2: that's right. And Deb and I are both spiritual directors, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We had the experience seeing, witnessing God do the work. And so what a gift to give to the church, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't have to be a spiritual director to, to, to learn how to witness and create space to allow the Holy Spirit to work and to rest in that. No, you don't. It's great. Those of you who are called, go for it. It's great. But you don't have to go through that kind of training to learn just how to do this. And it's such a different experience for people to who are used to working so hard to get something to happen in a group. <laughs> like, yeah. like to show up and hold the space and just watch it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they've been primed by being in the scripture, yeah. having the prayer experience ahead of time. Coming to the group, having a having a um, a covenant agreement between the group already hold the group like there's so again there's so much supporting that moment that there's a lot of freedom in the moment for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's masterful, and thank you, thank you both for trying to create that kind of environment. Um, you talked earlier, you used the word marinating in the scripture that you were able to do that in the in the process of of writing this, but that's what you're giving the participants as well is the opportunity to marinate and to soak up and to be in 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 this passage with God longer than just kind of that checklist mentality of oh, i've gotta gotta get through my reading for the day and I gotta check that off, and I gotta do my journal check. But you're giving the space. Um, our life with God is really giving that space for us to let God's word uh get into us. Um, and I think that's probably when then when people get together, when they're able to share freely about how God's word is getting into them without having to worry, is someone gonna try and fix me or correct what I'm saying, you know, in that space, that there's just there's there's just such a room for um just deeper, uh deeper transformation and awareness, not just for that person, but others listening, because they're not having to think of, you know, the, the pressures off of them thinking, I gotta have the right thing to say back to this person. <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta have the right biblical answer. So um just the way that the group is is um is uh, set up, I think is is a perfect um prime opportunity for deep transformation through relationship. So thank you for that. I said, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say, Adam, thank you for seeing that. Because often when Deb and I would present this, like not everybody would see what that, that it was crafted, you mm-hmm. know, this is created to do something.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and so it we always appreciate when somebody sees and they go, yeah. oh, this is constructed in such a way. It isn't yeah. just it's it's intentional. Everything, everything yes. is was discerned,
0: right, Deb? Yeah. It's sure s- it sure it's clear. It really is clear. And I'm not just saying that as the person who is stepping into an executive director role here now, after <laughs> you, Debbie, but uh it is clear that this was really spirit led, but I mean worked out. I mean, worked out in detail. And I think God has been using it. And I'm excited, I think God's gonna continue to use. These groups even more now because I think there has been and there is a shift, I think, happening. Maybe COVID is is part of that. Um, uh, but I just think God is up to some things. There's a lot of talk about neurotheology and the emotional and the inte- emotional intelligence, the right side of the brain. Um, Grafted Life's gonna do a lot of work around that this year. Um, but let's just end our conversation um just thinking about. What's still to come with this life with God? Um, uh, uh, these resources. How, how, how do you think life with God can today be a transformational tool for ministry leaders? Those who might be listening to this, looking for something to, to bring to their church, to their community. What, what what's the transformational part about this that we hope leaders will pick up on?
1: You know, I think one of the one of the things that's really struck me um and I take this really from the writings of um Jim Wilder and then others that have been associated with him. Um, Michael Hendricks has a great book called The Other Half of Church. <laughs> and he makes this really great point that we have focused on the left brain of our of our church people for so long, you know. So learn more truth, make better choices. And and we've rather neglected the relational side of things. And the problem with that is (laughs) character is not formed on the left side of our brain. Mm -hmm. And what we're wanting to do is actually have character transformation, character reformation. We need relationships for that to actually
0: happen. Okay. Yes.
1: And and so um life with God, a journey of relationship, is really about that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really about focusing on the quality of our relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship um, with others. You know, I read this great line. I, I've loved recently I read um Kurt Thompson's The Soul of Shame, which is an mm-hmm. excellent, excellent book. He has mm-hmm. a couple one-liners in there that mm-hmm. I, have stuck with me. One thing he says is, We're born into the world looking for someone, looking for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And we really keep that up the rest of our life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, God made our brains to be relational. Mm-hmm. You know, relational joy is the fuel of our brains. It integrates the very parts of our brain together. Anyway, that line. And then the other one is from the brain perspective, at any moment in time, we're either moving away from relationship or toward relationship with others and ourselves. Yeah. This is just not something that we have traditionally in the last few decades maybe in the last couple centuries i don't know focused on in the church is well then how are we always intentionable tension whatever that word is intentional about moving (laughs) toward relationship and what are the qualities of those relationships are those relationships in which we're being known and loved yeah yes because the that's the place where we're going to actually see character transformation
0: so to to be in a six month or a six semester i should say study like life with god with a group of people with a covenant that keeps you committed and connected um that is where i mean that's the ground for deep relationship right where transformation right. happens
2: that's right with and and it's about the experience of the relationship you're not just going to read about it yeah you're not going to hear about it Right. You're going to read. You're going to steep in it. You're going to understand a little more, but you're going to experience it Mm -hmm. with God, with yourself and with others. Mm -hmm. And it's that's what's going to change. That's Mm -hmm. that's what changes us is the experience of love.
0: Perfect. There are other resources that you all have worked on. Um, Grafted Life has several. So there's some on ramps. I think, to life with God, that it might sound daunting for a church <laughs> to think about bringing something like this on and not knowing who, who will lead it, who will come, who's going to give mm-hmm. the next three years of their life. But uh, what are some of the on ramps, Debbie, that you can think of that you know the Lord led you to help write in preparation for life with God even? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, we have the little book, Do You Love Me?, which uh, I actually wrote to support our Life with God leader training. Because I wanted the leaders to understand really the relational theology and where it comes from scripture before they got into, you know, the weeds of, of leading people. I wanted them to feel confident that, yeah, this is really scripturally grounded. Mm-hmm. This yes. is really what God is inviting us to. It's Great. a real relationship mm-hmm. with him and other people. And so that is a kind of it's very accessible. It's got um, these really cool, just little invitations of how you can play with some ideas and some experiences. And it's just a four week thing that, you know, people can explore together. They can talk about it. They can see, oh, how is this hitting me? Um, And then there's a couple other studies. The one probably. Most is known by love, which Mm -hmm. is, again, a 12 week experience, but. It doesn't need a, a trained leader. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just get a group together, mm-hmm. and it's just really exploring this idea of why are we here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what <laughs> is it that we're doing in the kingdom of God? You know, yeah. oh, Jesus says that they'll know you're my disciples because you love one another, mm-hmm. and so it's just really an exploration of well, how are we doing that? What does that even mean? How are we doing that in our lives? So, it, in some ways, it's a little bit of a invitation to awaken to how important is this love thing to me? Mm. And am I doing it in my life right now? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And it's so got it, a real, yeah. It, yeah. that one, the number by
2: love guts has a real experiential, um, and, an experimental kind of quality to it. There's a lot of go try a thing okay? and then come back and what do you think? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's real like that way. Like, Try this for 20 minutes. And then if you come back, then think about what that was like. And so it's it's a very easy sort of in. And and another study we have that few people take on. I really want people to do it. <laughs> Same sort of format is um uh no strings, which is about money. Yeah. So if anybody's interested, to sort of look at the look at the state of their heart and money, it's a really great study, but it's such a um I think people are a little afraid. So I'm speaking out there now to whoever's listening who wants to be super brave and yeah. see what God has to say about your relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And it will be transformative and an easy in. It's again, just you can do it alone or in a small group. I recommend a small group of people and it'll give you a taste for the kinds of experiences, but on this specific topic.
0: They, yeah, and you, you were know, part uh, of writing that as well, right? You, the known by love and.
1: Yeah. 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 The, all the we wrote them was, all. Yeah. Yeah. Written together. But, you know, I was thinking about that no strings thing. I was speaking at our church a couple of weeks ago on the um, Jesus encounter in Mark 10 with the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking on the fact that God is looking at us. And because that's such a pointed scene in Mark 10 where it, the, the the young man comes to Jesus, he kneels at his feet. He says, I I want more in my spiritual life. And, and as the conversation goes along, it, it makes a point of saying, Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mm -hmm. Now in, in, in attachment, the look of love from someone's face is a Mm -hmm. very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. It is, it's the greatest relational invitation that there is. And. And, and he said, okay, then go sell your stuff and come and follow me. He gave him the ultimate of relational limitations. Mm-hmm. but his stuff was his pseudo joy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so he couldn't say yes in the moment. And so if you think about no strings, it's kind of like, hey, if you want to know if you have a pseudo joy instead of the actual joy of relationship with Jesus, Come on, that would be a no. place to find that out. Start, start with no strings okay. and tell me about it after you do it. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but in some ways this is like, if you, it gives you a chance to like say, okay, there's the face of Jesus smiling on me mm. and loving me and inviting me into relationship. Or eh, there's this thing, (laughs) money, all this stuff I have.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, I hope and and I believe that God is going to use that book. (laughs) <laughs> In greater ways. Uh, we, and I'm going to do everything I can to help make that happen. So, well, thank you both for your time, uh, your willingness to uh, join me here today and just uh, give us a background into your hearts behind uh, Life with God, behind Grafted Life, ESDA. Um, and Debbie, thank you for leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as the executive director so faithfully, um, so fully for the last 12 years. It's a big uh, ask for anybody to try and step in and follow what you have done. And um, I was, I guess, the one dumb enough to say, I'll try. No, I'm not. I'm really um, courageous is the right word, because I think it is a big... um, It's just a, it's a wonderful ministry with years and years of prayer and just um, passion. I was grateful to be a part of it, to see how ESDA is um, impacting so many people, not just our directors, but ultimately the directees who are also Mm -hmm. impacting churches, Uh, how life with God is impacting um, so many different churches. And it's just a, a great testament to your walk with God your journey of transformation, your friendship, your your love for the church. So thank you both. Thank you. And um, Debbie, would you mind just, would you pray, um, close our time? And just pray for to. everyone listening to this today. And, uh, we we did say we're going to maybe have like a 30, 35-minute conversation. This is twice as long. Um, <laughs> but uh, those who make it to the end will be blessed by this prayer. For me, something
1: let me reframe something that that Adam said there. You know, Adam, you are the appointed for a time such as this. Amen. And I think about you know, Joshua going, I don't know. And it's like, well, there's nothing lost of God in the transition. Mm-hmm. And it's what is of God that's the sticky stuff. Yes. That that mm-hmm. has been our The thing we've held on to all the time we work together. Mm. It's not us. It's the stuff of God. That's the sticky stuff. It's evident. Yes. And that stuff, my brother is living with you. (laughs) (laughs) So you have no worries. (laughs) No worries.
0: No worries. Absolutely. Thank you. All
1: right. Lord, um, sometimes you um, give us this incredible privilege to do something extraordinary with and um, I really feel like uh, that happened in the creation of some of these materials, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. It was—I think it was—at the end of almost every one, they we offered them to you. It was our mm-hmm. offering. We left them in your hands, and we trusted that you would blow them wherever your pleasure took them and you have blown them into many lives, and you have done your work. It is not our work, Lord. It is your work. May you continue to do that at your pleasure and in your abundance, because you're the one that causes the increase. May you bless Adam and the rest of the team as they steward these materials. And may all that maybe have a chance to listen to this recording, Lord. May they be inspired by your spirit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. enter into whatever your invitation is for them at this time. Yes. I ask this in the precious name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Wow, what a great conversation that was with Debbie Swindoll and with Monica Romick-Green. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it as well, and we do hope that you'll keep coming back to the Grafted Life podcast to get good content focused on spiritual formation, spiritual direction, life with God, and life in community. We encourage you to check out our website. We have lots of events for you to attend and be part of our community, including a gathering in person in Scottsdale, Arizona, at the beginning of 2023. We hope to see you there. Until next time, grace and peace